0: hearing God's voice. Hearing God's voice is what we're going to talk about this evening. I'll recap a little bit. I want to be mindful of your time. It says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. I want you to listen to this next word. It's a massive word. It really truly is. If. It truly is a a big word. I know. Realistically, we understand that it's not, but it is a massive word. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him, and I will. Somebody say will. I will sup with him, and he with me. I want to read it again. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice. And open the door. That's a big portion right there. If any man hear my voice and open the door, let me just read it like this. I'm not adding to or taking away from the Bible. If any human being, if any individual, man, woman, hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and sup with him and he with me. Would you lay your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord right now? Let's ask God to touch and minister and help us learn more about his word tonight. Lord, we thank you so very much for who you are. Lord, I'm asking every individual, Lord, be attentive to your word, every lady and every man, Lord, any young people that are in the room tonight. I'm asking, Lord, that your will would be done in their lives, first and foremost. And, Lord, secondly, I ask that they would hear what your word has to say, that they, Lord, can Listen to that word, hear that word, and obey that word, and be a doer of that word. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, let your presence fall in this house. Let your glory, Lord, be manifest in this house tonight in Jesus' name. We honor you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your power, Lord. Let it be bestowed upon us again this night in Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. If you haven't already, turn to someone, shake their hand and let them know you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God, praise God. I am ecstatic that you are in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen? I am thankful that you're in the house of the Lord. Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time? As I said, I will very briefly uh, recap what we spoke about a few Wednesday nights ago. We read from Samuel chapter 3 and talked about Samuel being spoken to by God and Eli finally understanding that and letting him know that, hey, go back and say, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you, Lord. And so uh, we went through that portion of scripture and talked about that a little bit. And uh, then we concluded. We concluded with. God withheld communication and why God can with why He will withhold communication. And it's usually not usually, but every time it has zero to do with God and has everything to do with the listener. Amen. The hearer, the one that's uh, supposed to be listening to the voice of the Lord has to do with us. Somebody say us. It has to do with us. Talked about no vision. And then uh, tonight we will begin with no voice heard. No voice heard. Uh, As I spoke about a second ago. Eli, Eli was the high priest, and he also acted as a judge in Israel for 40 years. He was first to perform both roles, or he was forced to prefer, perform perform both roles. I'll get it out in a minute. He did make grave errors in his latter days, bad ones. If you've read the story, he made some bad decisions, and it was not very good. I will allude to some of those as we've read already. If you were here, if not, just go and uh, get those scriptures close to you so you can reference them as I reference them this evening. The Bible lets us know he showed kindness to Hannah. And the reason that he showed kindness to Hannah is because she wanted a child, she desired to have a baby. And he gave that blessing, if you will, over her, and she had that baby, and he began to, that baby began to, uh, not began to, but was given opportunity to come to where Eli was, and to stay there. The the mom, Hannah only had him for a very short time, as we can read in the scriptures, and then. Eli began to speak into or began to help if you will that child even in his error he began was had the opportunity to help that child and perhaps his age and his blindness and and all of the things that that happened to him probably contributed to him doing what happened when he I'm going to get to the voice of this thing here in just a moment, but the the scripture tells us that the ark was stolen and the Bible says that this man that had made some grave errors, he was blind, he had some issues with health and probably, I don't know for sure, God only knows if that's what contributed to him, reacting the way he reacted, but the Bible says that he fell backwards when he heard that, hey, the ark is gone. The ark is stolen. And the Bible says he fell backward. Does anybody know what happened? Broke his, Broke his neck. And it could be, as I alluded to, it could be that he had some health issues. He had some problems that do not know. The, the blindness contributed to it. The neglect of discipline on his sons. There's probably immense amount of stress on him because knowing that his sons had done some horrible gross things. They had bad behavior beyond anything that you and I probably have ever dealt with and he didn't deal with it. He didn't deal with it. When he heard that the ark was stolen he fell back where the Bible says and he broke his neck. He didn't rebuke them. He didn't get on to them. He didn't deal with a situation. He didn't do what, I mean you know I, I say this sometimes and I'm a little too stern. I'm a little too harsh when it comes to disciplining my children and some people agree with that but I just have been around children that don't behave very well, and uh, God forbid if my children, I tell you what, that medicine I took right before I left the house is working because I'm sweating like a crazy man, amen, but anyways, he, he did not do what I do with my children. I deal sternly with them. I let them know, and I sometimes raise my voice, and that could have been these reasons that he fell backwards in and broke his neck, it could have been some of the reasons why that he responded that way. Their behavior became a curse and a great reproach upon Israel. The Bible lets us to know that it was a sad time in Israel when God would not speak to his people. Eli was out of touch and unable to hear the voice of the Lord. If I could just stop and meddle for a moment right here. Ladies and gentlemen... If you don't hear the voice of the Lord. If you don't think you're hearing the voice of the Lord. If you come to a service and I preach or a preacher preaches and you feel nothing. You sense nothing. You just feel like you're taking up space. There's nothing wrong with God. There's nothing wrong with the word that is being preached across the pulpit or displayed on the screen or. Somebody's singing about it. That's not the issue. The issue is rested inside of each and every one of us. If we do not have a response, if we don't have, I mean, I got a message today from one of the parishioners in our church and exactly what I feel many of times when I preach the word of the Lord or I Make an altar call and there is no response. There is no movement. There is anything else we get excited about, anything else we rejoice about. And no, am I talking to every individual in the house? Probably not. You will know who you are because you can feel it. You feel the conviction. You feel that something resting upon your shoulders right now. There's nothing wrong with the word. But there is something wrong with the heart of the individual that is hearing the word. And so if I can just compel you before we go on tonight to do something about it, you're the only one that can. I can't do it. There's no man or no woman in this place that can make you respond or make you examine yourself and look at yourself and wonder why am I not hearing it? That's, the, that's what I sometimes wonder. When I received that message today, I just sat at my table and I was just thinking about it for a moment. I was like, why do people not do anything about not responding to the word of the Lord when they know there's an issue with not responding to the word of the Lord? The word of the Lord can be spoken. It can be delivered, but then there can be no response to it. And the reason that is is because there's no voice heard. It's not that God is not speaking. It's that we are not hearing. Somebody say, hearing the voice of God. Look at your neighbor and say, hearing God's voice. Look at somebody else and say, I got to hear God's voice. Which moves us to our next point here this evening. No worthy listener. Eli, in our scripture, was in a position of spiritual leadership over the Israelites. Yet God had turned his back on him. I don't know about you, but that scares me half to death. Now, in this instance... We're talking about the priest. We're talking about the leader. But men, you're the leader of the home. Ladies, you're the covering of the home. So I want you to lend your ear to what I'm about to say over the next couple of minutes. He was in a position of spiritual leadership over the Israelites. Yet God had turned his back on him. Why did he turn his back on him? Why did he not hear his voice? Why was he not listening to God? There was a sad situation in Israel because leadership had become corrupt and dishonorable. All of the people, all of the people suffered because of this. Dad, Mom, your children will suffer because of this. I need you to hear me. Bible says in Matthew chapter 15 in verse 14. I did not give this to you so I'll give you time to get there please. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 14. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind both shall fall into the ditch. church it's difficult for those being led to rise above their leader if there's an issue with children if there's an issue with the home then we need to look on the inner of ourselves we need to look at ourselves and say is there any wicked way in me Am I blind to how I react and how I respond and how I listen to the voice of the Lord or don't listen to the voice of the Lord? Somebody say, Amen. amen. We are reading the history, we read in the history of the people of Israel. One thing is clear that we can find in reading of the history of the children of Israel when they had good leadership, there was revival. There was Progress. There was flourishing. There was great things that began to happen. But when they had bad leadership, as I talked about on Sunday, there was apostasy. Apostasy was the result. The prophet Isaiah spoke about it. He spoke about the sad consequences and the gross things that happen when there's bad leadership. Isaiah nine and verse sixteen. For the leaders of this people calls them to err. And they that are led of them, listen to this, are destroyed. Jesus, don't let that be in our homes. Don't let that be at Truth Church of Denison. Don't let that be of a movement. Don't let that be anything that has to do with your kingdom. I don't want to be a part of that. No response and no inner evaluation can be a, this can be a result. There is no hearing. There is no desiring to do right. And so there's error. And then not only are you destroyed, but your wife is destroyed or your husband is destroyed or your children are destroyed. It's always and will always be God's desire to lead his people. He always is ready to lead the way by speaking to his people who are positioned. Somebody say positioned. Many years ago, I preached a message about being positioned in the right place at the right time. When you're positioned in the right place at the right time, you will hear the voice of the Lord. And when you... Get in that position in prayer and fasting and reading and seeking the face of God. You maybe remember this message I talked about in, in sports. you If you're not in the right position at the right time, you're not going to be able to catch the ball. You're not going to be able to make the play. If you're in the right position, then you're going to be able to lead in the right way because you're going to be able to hear the voice of the, of the Lord. The problem then and now is the lack of is the lack of spiritual ears to hear. Jesus said, Behold, I stand. This is a scripture we read a moment ago. Behold, I stand at the door, and I'm knocking. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and I will sup with him and he with me. So listen. Let's break this down. Behold, I stand at the door, And knock. I'm standing at the door. Not me. Jesus is standing at the door and he's knocking. He's wanting to speak to you. He's wanting to speak to me. He's desiring to commune with us and talk with us. Is he going to open the door? He's not. This is not rocket science. I don't know more than you know. I'm just talking about the scripture here tonight. I stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open the door I will come in so that means that I've got to open the door that means that I've got to do something to allow him to come in to where I'm at Pastor Darren I don't feel anything at church I don't even desire to come to pre-service prayer or weekly prayer it doesn't even I don't even my I don't want my kids to come to Uh, This is what I think anyway, so this might not be what happens. If not, then you need to tell me otherwise, because this is what I think. You give me no other choice, because you just don't come. Or you sit in here and play on your phones until church starts. I'm sorry, I wasn't going to be this way. It's the medicine talking. That's what I'm going to talk about tonight. (laughs) Or I don't come, and again, I'm not any better than you are, ladies and gentlemen. But I am the shepherd. And so I'm gonna try my best to lead. Okay? Or we just put it off. We put everything off. I get church-wide prayer. It kind of makes me want to go back to just a Wednesday night, because there's some people just don't come. And yeah, I'm talking to you. If you're feeling your hair stand up on the back of your neck, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want you to come because you feel guilty. I want you to come because you want to commune with God. And you want to pray like they did in the upper room. And you want to experience a move of God's spirit. I digress. I apologize. But we are promised. We are promised wisdom. We are promised wisdom. If only we will have ears to hear. But we've got to let him in we got to give him opportunity. Not everybody in the room, Sister Jolanta, praise. I wish they did. Not everybody in the room worships except on Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and on first Wednesday because we don't do a lot of it on the other Wednesdays. I'm not being mean, everybody. I hope you don't think I am being mean. But we are promised wisdom if we only have ears to hear. But in order to hear and commune with him and hear what he has to say, then we got to open the door. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him, and I will sup with him and he with me. What does that mean? That means that we're going to have conversation. That means, Sister Garcia, he's going to talk to you, and you're going to get to talk to him. And you're going to hear his voice. I'm going to try to get to that here in a minute, how we can hear his voice. But do you know you can hear the voice of the Lord in 2023? Yes, sir. You really can. Yes, sir. It's just like in the scriptures that we read our last time together. It can happen. You can hear his voice. He wants to speak to you, but we have to have ears that want to hear. James chapter 1, verse 5. And then I'll move on. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all man. What? So that means that all I got to do is ask and I can get this wisdom. And unbrayeth not. That means I'm not going to Keep it from you. I'm going to give it to you. And it shall be given to him. So that means that all I got to do is ask. All I got to do to get some understanding. So why are we so apt to do it for everything else? Everything else. I sat in a title company. I was waiting my turn. And it was a really long line. And so I decided, I had a little key in with me. I sat at the table and waited. And as I waited, people came in. And they would ask. They didn't have a clue, which I didn't understand that either, because I'm like, you're a Texan and you don't understand the stuff that truly really boggles my mind. Maybe you didn't listen in school. I don't know. But my, my point was, or my point is, rather, many people came in and asked these questions that I thought for sure at the age and the some of the gray hair that they had, they should know the answers to some of the questions they were asking, but they had no clue. But they would ask the questions and then they would listen. And Brother David, after that sweet little lady behind that desk told them what they needed to know, okay, and they took their little paper and they started filling it out. There was no other question asked, they just did what they were told to do. The communication came to them and they listened. Ladies and gentlemen, It's that easy with Jesus. All you got to do is ask. Here's here's the deal. Here's the catch. We got to respond just like every one of those individuals, about eight of them, did. They didn't ask any other question. The lady answered the question. They picked up their little form. They went over to another little desk, and they began to fill out everything they need to fill out. They obeyed, Brother Tony, what they were supposed to do. And then they gave their money, and they walked out the door. If we will ask God and speak to God and ask Him for wisdom and understanding and help, He'll give it to us, and then we got to do what He says to do. Somebody say Amen. I'm going to hurry because I, I want to get this finished tonight. Seven thirty-three. God is sovereign. He does as He wills to do when He wills to do it. Daniel chapter two verse twenty-one. And he changeth the time and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He does what he wants to do. Church, it's a wonderful privilege to receive favor from and communicate with the almighty God. And that's exactly how it can be in our lives if we will communicate with him. It's a privilege. The King of kings and the Lord of lords wants to communicate with us. He wants to show favor to every brother and sister under the sound of my voice. But it is up to us to communicate with him and have communion with him and hear his voice so we can be a recipient of that favor. I want to talk a little bit about Hannah. Hannah was a wife of Elkanah and the mother of Samuel. Even though she was childless prior to the birth of Samuel, she was greatly favored by her husband. Elkanah's obvious favor for Hannah created a jealousy in his other wife, and she ridiculed Hannah for her barrenness, which greatly distressed Hannah. Upon one of her visits to Shiloh, she vowed before God that if he would give her a son, she would devote him to the service of the Lord. I want you to listen to me. Hannah's desperate prayer caught the attention of Eli, the high priest. Her lips moved, but her voice was silent. Her behavior caused Eli to suspect that she was drunk. Vindicating herself by explaining her desire, she persuaded Eli to pronounce a blessing over hers. I alluded to a moment ago. She returned to her home that day greatly comforted. Before the end of the year, she bore a son and named him... Samuel, Hannah was a woman who heard from God in a time when no one else did. Her desperation, hear me tonight, her desperation got God's attention. The secret to gaining the attention of God is found in the words of James chapter 5 and verse 16. I quoted it used to hang on a sign right back here in our old prayer room, and I would define that picture and hang it up in our new prayer room. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The Lord promised his followers: "Ask and ye shall receive; seek and ye shall find; knock and the door shall be opened un." To you, For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh it shall be open. So I'm going to stop for a moment before I continue about Hannah. If you don't feel God, if you don't sense God, if you come to church and take up space, it's what it feels like. I feel in the Holy Ghost right now, I, I promise you, I feel in the Holy Ghost right now that I just said somebody's thoughts. I felt it strong in the Holy Ghost. That you feel you just come to church and take up space. Why am I even here? I'm going to read this scripture again. Matthew. Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door shall be open unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Doing nothing is going to render you feeling like you take up space. Not feeling anything. Wondering why you're even here. Would you hear Pastor Darren tonight as I try to grab the hearts and the souls of some people in this place that you don't understand we're living in the last of the last days as I preached about on Sunday morning and God wants to commune with you and he wants you to hear his voice. He wants me to hear his voice and I am beckoning to a congregation to hear the voice of God. But you and I got to do something. Hannah was desperate for a son, but she was also a godly woman. Those who live righteously in this world will get God's attention. Remember, I told you a moment ago, we got to examine ourselves. We got to look at ourselves. Am I here? Am I not here? Why am I not hearing the voice of God? Well, it could be that I'm not living a holy and a righteous life. Let's look at some examples. Noah found grace in the sight of. Of the Lord because of His righteousness, kindness, goodness became a became to, came to him. And he, there was a blessing, a blessed messenger that came to him and showed him salvation in Acts chapter ten. The Psalmist wrote, "Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart." Hannah was also a grateful woman. She sang a song of praise unto the Lord. If we are going to be individuals that experience a conversation, a communion, a talking with God, then we must live a holy and a righteous life. We must be cleansed from all Worldliness, we must be cleansed from all unrighteousness if we are going to have communion with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Church, I want to be desperate like Hannah was desperate to hear God's voice. For God to do something in her life. The reason that that even happened is because she was a godly woman. Don't get good to get God. Get God, so you can get good. Get God, so you can have communion with God. When Samuel was old enough to be weaned, Hannah took him to Shiloh. As I alluded a moment ago, presented him to Eli. She did not forsake him there, but he came every year and brought him a coat. Hannah only had Samuel a few years, but she must have inspired tremendous faith in him. Even though he was a child, he was the only one in Israel, listen to this, who was able to hear the voice of God. For some, that may discourage, but there was only one that heard the voice of the Lord in an evil area, in an evil time, I don't want it to be a discouragement to us. I want it to be something that inspires us to, Lord, I want to be a man or a woman after your own heart. Lord, I want to be sold out to you so I too can hear your voice. Mom and dad, dedicating our children to the Lord is a wonderful practice. It is good for parents to acknowledge that we really only have been loaned our kids, if you will. I love my babies. I love every single one of them. I love the picture of my son <clears throat> weeping and crying and talking in tongues tonight. I want him to do other stuff. I want him to be a part of so many other things. But what is the most important thing? to me as a parent mom and dad it is I understand I acknowledge that I get the opportunity to be a dad but he's only been loaned to me by God and I want to make sure that his biggest success that he ever has in life is communicating with God I truly mean that yeah, I want him to run a touchdown, and I want him to play a sport maybe. But, but, you know, in the day and age that we live in, I keep even more so, I keep stepping away from that, not because I'm trying to keep my kids from stuff, but I want them to love God and have communion with God and nothing to be a competition. And I'm going to tell you something. I did sports. I did extra, every extracurricular activity that there was. We didn't have a band, or I would have probably been in band. They had when I left, they got powerlifting and band, and it, I was mad about both of them. I was like, seriously, I leave graduate high school and y'all bring the cool things. But I will tell you this, it's not what I think, it's what I know for sure. That all of those things, and this is not what I'm preaching about, I'm this is even in my notes, all of those things vie for their soul and their attention. And I don't mind that if any of your students or any of you that have children or young people are a part of those things, more power to you. But I would to God that you would make sure that you have truly dedicated your children to the Lord. Let it be your heartbeat that they are dedicated to the Lord and you champion the things of God and hearing the voice of the Lord and being in an altar and being at a youth service and being at a church service more than anything else. And I know that's not popular, but I really don't care. You can get over it. Because this is the deal. And I mean it. I'm, I... I, I those of you that are joining us online, apologize for my attitude. I may have had one just then, but it's this truth, because this is the deal. I know for sure, if you don't champion the things of God, and it ain't number one, then you'll be coming to me and asking me, well, hey, can you help me? I don't know what's going on, Pastor. I really need some help with my, my child, my student. I was a good parent. I mean, I, I came to church, and I did But there were other things that were more important. This is what my father told me. And I've said this before. And I'm not saying that he was number one right guy, the best dad in the world and all those things, which I think he was, but that's beside the point. He told me, Darren, you will not be late and you will not miss Wednesday night service. This was during football season. So what did I do? I wanted to play football. I took my suit. This was back in the day when we had youth choir. Anybody remember youth choir? And you know what I did? I ran from the hill where our football practice was. I ran fast as I, because I'd ask Coach Slagle. You go find him today. He lives in Pottsboro. I'd ask him, Coach Schlegel, what time is it? Because they already knew. If we were at a certain time, I'm gone. Captain, multiple times over. But they knew on Wednesday night I was gone during fall. I took off running. I ran inside, got the fastest shower I could, got my suit on that was hanging on my locker, pouring sweat like you wouldn't believe because you got this thing is called an afterburn. and So it was like pouring. I can remember one of my suits I got at K&G's. It was a tan suit, and I wore it almost every Wednesday night, and it was sweated through before I got to church. And I drove my little red S10 truck as fast as that little thing would go. And this was before they had 82 that all the way, went all the way to Bells. So I had to go down Highway 69 When you got on 69, take the Spur all the way to church. That's what I did. That's not any of you that have been around very long, you know that's what I did. It put something in me. Was I the best kid in the block? No. Did I have ailments in my life and issues and bad decisions? Did I do some things that weren't right? A hundred thousand times yes. I did things that I hope that God—I know that God's forgotten it—and I'm, I'm doing my best to forget it. And I hope other people get amnesia and don't remember them. Okay? And I'm, I'm just being transparent. But it did something to me. My dad didn't want me to play sports and do be anything a part of that stuff when I was in uh, sixth, seventh grade when I started playing. But I begged him, begged him and 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 begged him again and again. He got sick and tired of it, and he finally caved. There were other pastors in the area that didn't like it either, and they called him and said, what do you think you're doing? Why are you letting your son do this? Now you're making it hard for me. Because that was back in the day when it was just, you don't do that kind of stuff. And I'm not turning into that, okay? But I am telling you something, ladies and gentlemen. I got a point. It's where I'm getting to. I loved it. I loved that so much that I would do whatever I could to do that. I would drive fast, get here, be here, come to you service, do all those things. I would do it. But this is what it did to me. It put something in me. That You know something? This is more important. This is more important. This is more important than anything else in the world. But mom and dad, what you do when you cause that other thing to be more important, and you champion that other thing, and I'm preaching now, and you don't like it, but you can get over it, because I'm right. I promise you I am. And I'm not just being mean. It's good for parents to acknowledge formally the importance of your responsibility and my responsibility. No amount of success, no amount of success will substitute the loss Of our own children. We need to acknowledge that our children are alone from God. Our time with them is short. And their childhood years are impressible. Parents, we should pledge. We should pledge ourselves to faithfully love and train our children. To be the best that they possibly can be. In serving Jesus Christ. We should also champion the idea, the heartbeat, the mindset, if you will, that our children should do their very best in gaining God's blessings and gaining wisdom from his word. God, I want want blessings to be bestowed upon me. I want blessings in my home. I want blessings in my schooling. I I want your blessing to be bestowed upon me. And I want wisdom in my life. Somebody say amen. Raising children in the day and age that we raise children is an awesome challenge. I don't know about you. Maybe it's just me. We need divine wisdom to be successful. You know the scripture is very familiar, Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way they should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. All throughout the word of God, and I'm concluding here tonight. All throughout the word of God, there's responses to God's voice. Samuel faithfully served Eli in his priestly duties. Living in the tabernacle, he served as a helper to Eli. the story goes, you know how came once, came twice, and finally Eli, he realizes, he understands, hey, I know what's happening here. When God calls you again, he instructed Samuel to respond to the voice of God by saying, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. This leads me to my last point here for our series, hearing God's voice. Speak, Lord. The voice came again, and Samuel responded as Eli had instructed. Samuel had been faithful done what he said, but he had never had a personal encounter with the Lord. Listen to what the scripture says, 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 7. Familiar to many of you, I have no doubt. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. I want you to think about this just for a moment. Even though the word of the Lord was rare, visions were infrequent, And Samuel was inexperienced. The Lord revealed to this young child the doom of Eli's house due to the wickedness of his son. This young boy, the Lord still speaks. He still speaks to those who will listen. This boy didn't have a clue who was talking to him. He thought it was Eli. The Lord still speaks. The question is, are we going to have the attitude that says, Lord, speak and then listen to what the Lord speaks. Every generation has its own problems and opportunities for which God wants to intervene with divine guidance. Whenever there is a lack of God's voice, it is not a problem With his ability to speak. It is a people problem. He will not speak until someone is willing to listen. Truth Church, my question tonight is are you willing to listen? Men, are you willing to listen? Ladies, are you willing to listen to the voice of of the Lord, Moses was a man who heard God frequently. These words are recorded 74 times in the Bible. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying. Unfortunately, the people that Moses led were not as sensitive to hear the voice of the Lord. it's not a problem with the voice of the Lord it's a problem with the individual that wants to hear the voice of the Lord this spokesman powerful spokesman was there to speak the words of God and nobody wanted to listen I'm telling you, I had a little key in today and I was, I've, I've, I've re- talked about it, I've referred to it, you two, I just got convicted this week and I deleted it off my phone and most of the thing I watched was usually church service, but I just, I just deleted it off and I, so he didn't have anything that I could refer him to and so I got, uh, I don't even remember what it's called, it's uh, some... Bible, kids' Bible thing. I don't remember what the name of it is, but it was a story. Moses leading the children. and The the way that they depicted it was exactly what I just said. They didn't want to listen. He had an encounter with God, went to speak to him, and they didn't want to listen. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't be that way in this day and age. Now more than ever, I'm talking about people that walked around, and their sandals didn't wear out. Everything was good. I mean, they had had way better than they did in Egypt, but they still didn't want to listen. Talking bad, getting we we had it better over in Egypt. No, you didn't. So, what are you trying to say, Pastor Darren? I'm saying this, no I'm not Moses and I ain't even near level up to what he was at at all. But I am saying this, they didn't have near the distractions as you and I do. Can I get an amen in the house? They didn't near have the things vying for their souls and pulling on them as we do. So could it be that we should be a little more sensitive than the people of Israel were? We should have our ears to that proverbial ground listening. Lord, I got to hear you. I want to listen to every word you have to say. If the man of God says it, I'm going to do it. If the word of God says it, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to murmur about it. I'm not going to get ticked off about it. I'm just going to do it. I want to be just like those individuals that were in that title office this week. I'm just going to do what you tell me to do. He spoke of the 40 years of provision in the wilderness. Victories in battle. The manna and the quail and the clothing that never wore out in chapter 29. We can sense his expectation or I'm sorry his exasperation with their lack of faith. They had a lack of faith. How are you going to have a lack of faith if your sandals ain't wearing out? How are you going to have a lack of faith when you're getting manna and quail served up, tasting good? How are you going to get? How are you going to get to that place and have a lack of faith and a and a defense? You know, they were defensive. Sherlock, where do you think the man is coming from? I mean, I'm, I'm just serious. How, how are you going to get upset and defensive with the voice of God when you have your good old sandals that didn't even come from Dillard's? They ain't wearing out. But that was the attitude, Brother Jonathan, of the people of Israel. They had a lack of faith. They were defensive to the voice of God. The eyes of the people of Israel were blind. Listen to this, and I'm closing. The eyes of the people of Israel were blind, and their ears were deaf to the mighty things of God, to the mighty things that God had done for them. Deuteronomy 29, verse 3 and 4. The great temptations which thine eyes have seen, the signs... And those great miracles, yet the Lord hath not given you a heart to perceive, and eyes to see, and ears to hear until this day. Truth Church, guests are in the house. God is still speaking to his people today. However, only those who are listening will hear him. So the point, the premise of this series is are we going to be a church that hears the voice of the Lord? Or are we going to come in on a weekly and a monthly basis for some and listen but not hear? Are you going to laugh off Oh, pastor's on that thing again about the prayer room. Are you just going to continue to come in, sit in the congregation until church starts, and not come to the prayer room? I'm not saying it just because I want it. I'm saying it because I am hopeful that you'll be in heaven someday. You mean I got to come to prayer meeting? No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying this. I told somebody this the other day. Whatever happens in the natural is a reflection of what's happening in the spiritual. If you're nonchalant about things in the natural, then it's most likely that you're nonchalant about things in the spiritual. If you're nonchalant about coming to church, if you're nonchalant about being at prayer meeting, if you're nonchalant about worshiping and magnifying the Lord or responding to a message or a sermon or whatever's delivered, then it's most likely that you're nonchalant in your spirit. And I would to God that we would be hearers and doers because that's what Jesus is coming back for. Amen. Amen. Can we stand to our feet all across the building? Praise God. Jesus, I'm asking, Lord, right now that you would do a work inside of every individual that's in this place, myself included. Lord, I want to be a hearer of the word. I want to be a doer of the word. Lord I want to listen to what you're saying in this last and closing hour and lord i even I want to even have a ear to hear, Lord, if I don't hear it, if I don't acknowledge it, if I don't want it, Lord, just in my in my spirit, Lord, I'm asking right now that that would change inside of me. Would you raise your hands all across this building, every man, every lady in this place Jesus, if I have neglected you, if I have put you to the wayside, if I have let my conscience, as I talked about on Sunday, be seared with a hot iron. And, Lord, I have no conviction. And, Lord, an attitude wells up inside of me, O oh Lord. I'm asking right now, Lord, that that would be a base, that, that would be pushed down. And, Lord joy would come and peace would come and direction would come and Lord forgiveness I'd ask for forgiveness Lord so I don't want to have a rebellious spirit I don't want to have a rebellious heart Lord towards you Jesus I want to hear you I want you to speak to me in this last and this closing hour in Jesus name God you desire to speak to us God you desire to want to change us and minister to us but Lord we have got to hear your voice so we can allow those changes to come we can Allow that help to come in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I don't want to have a mindset of rebellion. I don't want to have a mindset of my eyes closed. Lord, I don't want to have a heartbeat that says, Oh, Lord, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. But Lord, I want to be open to everything that you have to say in Jesus' name. And Lord, I want to gain wisdom. I want to gain direction. I want to acknowledge you in this last and this closing hour. Lord, I know tonight things that I've said are not popular, Lord, but but I pray that they would fall on the fallow ground of people's heart. I pray that you would break up the heart, that, Lord, the things that I've said and alluded to and talked about, Lord, would fall on the fallow ground of their heart, and change would begin to come. In Jesus' name, oh, Lord, mold us and shape us. Let us be pliable in this last and closing hour. Lord, there are so many things that are vying for our souls. There are so many things that are reaching out to destroy our homes. And, Lord, the church... Lord, I rebuke those things in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray that you would lift up a standard. I pray that, Lord, that I have been on this word for a while, but Lord, we'd be kingly aware of your voice in Jesus' name. Lord, that we would hear your steel small voice in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you greet one another before you leave. Remember, remember this weekend is Father's Day. Fathers, you'll be receiving a gift when you come in on Sunday. And uh, we love you.